Greetings and salutations, you kinky fucks. Welcome back for episode 119 of Kinks with Kiki. Go ahead and get it started. S&M, aka song and mood of this week, is going to be Feelings by Dre Scott. All right, so I chose that for my SM because that song, this is a live version, by the way. I feel like it's gone viral on social media within the last few weeks, but it is a whole mood. Like, it's very, it's one of those feel good songs that you can kind of just like sway with your person to, or a good night drive, or, you know, like a chill, like if you're just on the couch vibing to music. This is absolutely the perfect song for that. Like I have been in a very chill mood and just wanting to just be. And if that makes sense, like I just, I just wanted to just relax. And that song with the the mellowness of it and just trying to be chill because I'm readjusting I'll go into weekly with Kiki in a moment readjusting to being back at work your girl just this is my mood the song is a whole vibe it's really it's really mellow and it's is the epitome of what I am right now so SM aka song and mood of the week is going to be feelings the live version by Dre Scott weekly with Kiki. All right, guys. So I have not been recording for a while. I have been on vacation mentally, physically, from the podcast, from work. Your girl needed a break. So I went to North Carolina for a week. Wasn't like that type of vacation. I needed out of New York City. I needed out of New York State. I needed out of this region of the country. I just needed out of the Northeast because... New York is exhausting. It really is. If you, I can't speak for the entire state of New York. I can only speak for the boroughs. I do not feel like upstate or Long Island are a lot from my experience, but living here is really exhausting. It you need I think everyone needs a mandatory weekend out of New York City just for their mental health and their physical health. So I went to North Carolina. I was out of New York for a week. I think maybe like 10 days to be exact. I needed it. I, guys, I was so worn down. Like I just, I needed, I needed to recalibrate. And I knew that, which is why I planned my vacation for November because I know my job, I can't speak for everyone else, but my job may get unusually busy within the next two to three months if it's going to go any way like it did from last year to the beginning of this year. So you girl want to be mentally prepared because I'm probably going to be at my mental end and my literal capacity by the time I get out of the next three months. I wanted to take a vacation first, may take another vacation after I don't know. We'll see. But I was in North Carolina. I needed it. It was great. Um, I I got to see all of my family. 
I got to see friends. I had a friend who had a baby a few months ago and I wanted to see her and her husband. I got to just talk to people like my family. I got to talk to my friends. It was it was what I needed for me to get my head back on the right track. So North Carolina was great. The weather was absolutely gorgeous. I loved it. And I'm happy that I went home. I feel, I still feel a little way about not being able to go home for Thanksgiving or not being able to go home for Christmas. But my parents get it, which is why I dedicated a week to just spending time with them because it's not something I get to do often living in New York. So it was good. I, it was something I needed and I'm happy that I got the opportunity to do it. So yeah, that, that pretty much sums up North Carolina in a nutshell. Um, I am like everyone else, by the time you guys hear this episode, it will be, it will be the week of Thanksgiving or as we like to claim around these parts, Indigenous Peoples Day. And I hope you guys are prepping and going to enjoy your family, your friends, good food. I know your girl is definitely prepping starting Tuesday and Wednesday because child, I'm cooking solo dolo this year. And I typically do because I don't go home for Thanksgiving and your girl's cooking everything like mac and cheese, greens. I'm cooking stuffing and pie, pecan pie. Like, so, you know, happy holiday week hope you guys are prepping hope you guys enjoy your families and enjoy your time off of work even though some of us myself only get one day we don't get the opportunity to take advantage of black friday but neither here nor there (laughs) so yeah (laughs) um i wanted to talk about I'm back at work and I wanted to talk about something that is hilariously happening at work right now. And I don't want to go into too much of detail about it because I don't know if someone at my job listens to this. And if I say anything that sounds too obvious, they're going to be like, bitch, I heard what you said on the podcast. I didn't know you had a podcast. I'm listening to your entire podcast currently. Oh my God, I don't want that. I don't. So there has been a hinge war and I hate dating apps. I'm trying not to say hate because I want to go into this, stay in this with a positive attitude, but I do not like dating apps. I just, they just are time consuming, consuming and draining. And I live in New York. I'm already drained love. I don't need to be drained more of my life force because of a dating app and trying to meet somebody of the opposite sex. But anyway, there is a war going on in my place of employment and it is hilarious to me it's not the entire office like we're not all out here hinging each other if that's a word and like having an orgy at the office no 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 no. I'm talking about in my department there are a lot of people women and men who are very heinous and one person I know at work unfortunately caught the wrath of somebody who is very heinous and did something that was really immature considering that this person's almost with these this person is very middle-aged I won't give their age but 
for you to be doing something that you expect somebody born in 2000 to do versus somebody born in the 1900s, like the kids say, it, it was, it was bullshit. Um, I experienced something similar to it myself this year and she is, I, I, I go low. I literally go to the devil's prostate when I'm petty, but I like her, her pettiness is just a little bit more. And she has been literally catfishing this person for like a lot. Like he, oh God, it is insanity guys. But the, the, the evilness behind the catfish, I'm not going to, you know, divulge all the information because like I said, I don't want to make this obvious, but the evilness behind the catfishing, oh, chef's kiss. I love this. And you know what? He absolutely fucking deserves. So that's been going on at work. Uh, yeah, so that's, stay tuned. Maybe I'll have something else with the next weekly with Kiki to see if like, I don't know if they finesse like some money out of this man or like got some bills paid. I don't know, but they, you know, they need to do what they need to do. And he deserves absolutely nothing, especially happiness. He don't exert. Yeah. He don't deserve that at all. So yeah. Last thing, you know, I got some really good head recently. Yeah. It was great. Oh, really good. Uh, oh, I don't want to rate it because I don't like rating, but the person knows clearly <laughs> that person knows exactly where I would rate it, but I don't want to do that via podcast, but I got some really good head not that long ago. So that was a good time. I just wanted to say that. All right, guys, I'm gonna bring weekly with Kiki to a close. Cause that is not what I came here to talk to you guys about. And I am about 10 minutes into this episode already. So let's go ahead and jump into this week for episode 119. We are going to be talking about wanting to become a member of the BDSM community. Now, in the five years that this podcast has existed, I don't believe I've ever talked about wanting to join the community as much as so of talking about things that happen in the community, you know, that the abuse is, you know, rampant in the community and the different types of dynamics that are in the community and kinks I don't think I've ever talked about like so you want to be a member of the BDSM community here's how I am not an expert on this I am just a person who just happens to be experienced with the BDSM community a part of the BDSM community I know what I identify as so take my words at their value, honestly, because I would never tell you anything that I wouldn't consider sound advice for me to utilize myself. So, so you want to figure out where and how to get started. Let me just start by saying in my experience, I feel like I can, I can get a, a few other people that I personally know to confirm People that are new to kink, new to, especially new to BDSM, um, are really embraced by 
other kinksters and other people who participate in BDSM. We're very welcoming. Uh, we're here to assist, answer questions, help guide as much as we can. So let me just start there. Like if you are slightly hesitant because you're thinking, I don't know if this community will be so embracing of me since I am new and I'm coming from a vanilla realm. Let me tell you something. We literally all started where you started. We were all once in a vanilla world, not aware of kink, not aware of BDSM. And we had to start somewhere. So the people in the community, my advice first and foremost would be not to listen to people who are completely vanilla because they're going to tell you based off of their own negative perceptions, based off of their own negative feelings, based off of their own inexperience. They're going to tell you something about this community that they don't even know about because one, they refuse to, they're ignorant because they're just misinformed and uneducated. So they're ignorant in a sense of they don't know anything about this lifestyle. So that would be one of my first things is, yeah, definitely don't listen to a person that is vanilla. We're very embracing. We're very inviting. And because we understand where you're coming from on a personal level, because we have all literally been there. People don't just wake up and be kinky. People don't be just born out the womb into BDSM. It's something that you gradually educate yourself about and it's something that you gradually enter into. It's not something you jump into head first. You actually get out there, get your toe wet, get your foot wet, and then you take a deep, like a little little deep dive, little deep dive. So we've all been there. This is a very embracing community of any type of kinks or any type of dynamic. So let me just put that out there first. So. If you're looking to or you're curious about BDSM and the community as a whole, one of the best places to find the community online would be different websites and different like apps. So FetLife and honestly Reddit and Meetup and like even Facebook and I well, do they have like, I would say Twitter because I don't think. IG has groups, not to my knowledge, but I'm also not on IG like that. Like I'm not that deep into IG, so I don't know. But like finding online groups, Googling events, like particularly BDSM events that may be in your city or state is a good way to get your toe wet. I wouldn't say feet, I would say toe because you'd find a lot of good information online you'd find a lot of good people who may have experience who may be educators who may be uh, like dungeon masters like you don't know who you're gonna find so starting online is definitely the way to go now I want to say anonymity is key here especially if you are still very new to learning about this lifestyle and you don't want to be outed. So having a username that's not, you know, this is just me giving advice. This isn't law or anything, but like if you're trying to, guess I'll start there. If you're trying to be discreet, 
keeping things away from like your actual identity and protecting your privacy is one of the biggest things and one of the most important things that you can do just for one, your own comfort level and two, again, to protect your privacy just in case like family, friends, because you don't know who's behind a keyboard, who's behind a phone. So just protecting your own privacy is key here. I would say one of my biggest, if I had to give like some advice is if you're interested in the community and exploring it, um, take it really, really slow. And if you're interested in, you get to the point where you're interested and you want to find like play parties or just events, take it really, really slow. I will go into like meeting people and where in like just a moment, but there is no rush when it comes to BDSM. You don't have to meet someone and automatically feel obligated to jump into something with them straight away because you want to get to know this person. You want to know if this is going to be a good person for you. If this is going to be a match, if your compatibility is going to align, those things matter and they're very important in BDSM, just like they're important in any other relationship outside of the community. So where you're able to meet people. So I've talked about, I still want to do, I just don't know how to go about and execute it. I've talked about munches before and a munch can be like, it's typically a casual meetup for kinksters, people who are into BDSM. And there's also sloshes. So you have munches and you have sloshes. And the difference could be is a munch could be like a casual dinner where people are just getting to know each other, meet and greet. A sloshes could be, you know, we're at a bar and we're going to just do drinks. That's the difference. But they're all the same. They're an event for people who are experienced, intermediate, you know, like beginner and intermediate advanced, like into kink and BDSM. It's where you'd find like-minded individuals that you can mix with and mingle with and honestly get to know because you never know that networking could give you and pull you into all types of resources that you need on your journey into the BDSM community. Like if you're looking for an event that you want to, you're interested in going to in person because you really want to get a feel for the community Definitely do your research. If it's do your research on the venue, do your research on a club, check to see if they have a social media account on any platform, read the comments, like just get an idea, look at the photos and, you know, Google the establishment and check the reviews and do your research because not only do you want to meet great people and vibe, you also want the space that you're in before you attend to be a vibe. Also, you want a chill environment, something that doesn't feel as threatening, something that doesn't feel intimidating that you want. You want something where you're going to be completely comfortable a hundred percent across the board. And depending on what type of establishment you go to, it's definitely smart to read the rules. It's definitely smart to read, to see if there's a particular dress code because you just want to be prepared for how you should present yourself 
when you go somewhere. Also, when you do munches and you do sloshes, it's so important to go into it, honestly, looking for friends before a play partner. And the reason why I say that is because there's a reason it's called a community. We are not all just strangers who happen to have possible similar interests. We're really friends. Like some of the people I know that are involved in BDSM are some of my greatest friends. Like you guys have heard me talk to people on this show that are into BDSM. You've heard me talk to Alexis and you've heard me talk to, you know, uh, Mr. L, you've heard me talk to Teddy and Lori, my vanilla girl, even though she's on the pod, but you, AJ, like I've had, I've been on other shows. Like I have built my own network and community of people who are into BDSM that some have been and some haven't been play partners, but we were friends first. Like first and foremost, I built a community. I built a safe space and found my tribe within the community before anything of the the play partner playmate space so it's important when you are embarking on a public event that is in person that your intent is to go in yes we do want to find play partners i completely completely understand but we also want to find literal community we want to find our tribe we want to find our people which is why my next topic is so important that when you do participate in these live live in-person activities that as you get to meet these people as these people become friends you are vetting these people and a good way to vet is to ask all of the questions that you may be curious about like finding out a person's honestly I seen this when I like I read an article once before a while back where it talked about when you're at like events and maybe like a slosh or a munch where you are meeting people that are on your side of the slash and if you're into BDSM you know, the slash matters. So associating, like creating a tribe and a community of people who may be on the D side of the slash or the S side of the slash, or, you know, the D side and the S, I mean, not the S side, the M, like the M side and the S side, like the rigor and the rabbit, like you, you know, with the bunny, <laughs> you, you want to, you want to have a community of your own as well, because they can attest and relate to everything that you may be experiencing. But it's also great to have that balance. It's absolutely nothing wrong with having friends also on top of, on top of, on the other side of the slash that are the opposite of you. And they're just actual friends. They don't necessarily have to be a play partner, but I I thoroughly enjoy having male and female friends who are on the opposite side of the slash with me. 
are they play partners? No. But are they people where I can get another outside perspective on the D type of things? Because I know not every dom, not every master and mistress are the same. So it's just nice to have that support system from both sides of the slash. And by doing that, you can vet people properly, get an idea of what side of the slash they may be on. And you can just get an idea for if this person's boundaries and interests align with yours. So another place you are able, few places actually, you're able to find other like-minded individuals are conferences. So I think if I'm not mistaken, and I don't believe I lived there long enough for it, or either I was I missed it. I can't remember, but I think one of the biggest BDSM conferences in the country happens in Ohio every year. And I'm going to fact check that and give you guys the info. I'm so annoyed. I tried to find it, but I can't even remember what it was in Ohio where I found that out. But I feel like I've even said it on an episode before. But like, I think one of the biggest fetish conferences in the country actually is in the state of Ohio of course the obvious way especially once you've gotten comfortable is play parties you can meet people from all walks of life Uh, my one of my go-to's when I think of like the play parties I want to engage in are parties that are accepting of everyone meaning anyone of any identity, sexuality are all invited and everybody has a safe space just to be themselves. So that's my ideal and that's what I, you know, bang with, but definitely would start with play parties as well as conferences. And you can volunteer at these conferences or these workshops. That is a great way, especially if you are knowledgeable about something in particular it can be to the degree of not tying for shibari if you have a skill that can be utilized in a kink aspect why not volunteer you get to meet people you get to teach people and you get to keep my part my favorite part of bdsm the educational part of it going in a healthy and a correct manner one of the last places i decided to it's tons but these are where I'm stopping um outside of volunteering for events is you could actually host an event like I said if you have a strong suit of something that you know can be utilized in BDSM or kink why not host you know your own event you're an expert in whatever you're talking about you can convey it over to BDSM and kink now all these things are great you know, you can, you meet people at conferences and play parties. You can get to volunteer and talk to people or teach. Everything always, every, there's a balance here for every good thing. Trust me, there's always a bad thing. Same with people for every good person. There is definitely a bad person that exists. Unfortunately, you have to beware of people in this lifestyle. Everyone is not the same. Everyone's intentions are not wholesome like yours so you got to be aware of people who can 
use this lifestyle to abuse people. Like you definitely want to be weary of, you know, the people who say, like the women or the men who say, you should do everything I say because you're not a real submissive if you don't simply agree with everything I tell you to do. These are the people you want to be aware of because they do exist. So there was an interesting article that I read and I want to read a small portion of it when we talk about, you know, the dark side of kink and BDSM. It was from a blog called Black in the City and it was talking about when you enter the BDSM community and things that you got to be aware of. So it says, as you enter the BDSM community and try to find out who is and isn't a good player, you will very quickly realize that sometimes people transform miscommunication into abuse. Sometimes minor infractions become massive ones since they've been processed through the telephone game. Communication that often happens within BDS or like just telephone game within the BDSM community. In the BDSM community, you'll find a lot of people who believe that they have the one objective truth about BDSM and consent should and shouldn't be and what consent and how consent should and shouldn't be. You'll discover that some people claim abuse because of their own personal philosophies and not necessarily because of someone who is actually a dangerous person. Once you start to cast doubt on that, you'll learn that there are people who are actually abusive, but because of how they present themselves or maybe even the cult of personality they've cultivated, they may be presented to you as safe. So discernment, discernment, discernment is going to be your best friend in this situation because there are some real monsters out here. It's really something you need to be aware of. It's something you need to be privy to. And this part of the article that I read reigned true. After a while, when you, you know, experience these things and you see these things, eventually you do realize that someone who you've been told is dangerous may actually not be. But as you break down the the lifestyle and get more into it, you will quickly be aware of those manipulators or those who abuse their power as a dom or a master or those collectors who collect several like submissives. These are the people that you'll sure you'll soon see it when you vet people, when you talk to people, when you get to know people, which is why vetting and discernment in this situation are extremely, extremely important. The last thing I'm going to say, one of the biggest benefits of being in the BDSM community would be that you have a network and you are connected to a network of kinksters and people who participate in BDSM who are consciously and thoughtfully as well as actively or inactively it depends on your life um, but you are a part of the community you are actively thoroughly kindly considerably consciously practicing BDSM so 
the the knowledge and the resources that you'll have creating and curating your community and your tribe are going to be endless infinite even and I love that so much for people who are interested in taking that step to get into the BDSM community and find their space and their you know carve out their little piece of happiness in the community like we all have so that's going to be the biggest thing that's going to be the last thing I'm going to say for this episode but that's the biggest benefit of the BDSM community you will always have resources you will always have people that you will be able to reach out to and talk to about literally anything that you may be interested in when it comes to the BDSM community as well as the kink community a lot of valuable information out there literal gold it's nothing but a bonus honestly and that is going to bring episode 119 to a close guys you can follow me on instagram at kinks with kiki at gmail i'm sorry i am tired you can follow me at kinks with kiki podcast you can also email me <laughs> at kinks with kiki at gmail.com i am also on twitter at kinks with kiki you guys can message me email me dm me you have questions you need advice you can do all of those things. I do respond. It is just me handling all of my accounts. Nobody else has access. So yeah, this was a great episode. Again, I hope you guys enjoy your holiday week and your holiday festivities and your Friendsgivings. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day to everyone. And as always, I am your dose of black girl in this kinky ass world. And until next time, you kinky people, peace.